When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. It's time for today's Lucky Land Horoscope with Victoria Cash. Life's gotten mundane, so shake up the daily routine and be adventurous with a trip to Lucky Land. You know what they say, your chance to win starts with a spin. So go to LuckyLandSlots.com to play over 100 social casino-style games for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Get lucky today at LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. Lucky Land Casino. Asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Good evening, Pittsburgh Steelers fans. Welcome to another episode of Steelers Friday Night Six Pack. I'm your host, as always, Tony Defio. And I thank you, as always, for joining me on this humid Friday night in Pittsburgh. That is, if you're joining me live on YouTube or Facebook, where you can catch many live shows, including this one, The Hangover, The Scobro Show, The Preview, The uh, Touchdown Under... Know Your Enemy, and we'll have a few more for you as the uh, miss, uh, tells from 2 a.m., although I think that's going away during the season. I'm not sure. But there'll be a, a bunch of live stuff uh, every Sunday during game day. So please uh, check us out live on YouTube and Facebook, and please subscribe to our, our, our uh, YouTube channel and, and, and like our YouTube channel. It helps us out. It, help, it helps us grow our podcasting platform and boy has it grown in the last year or so since since jeff hartman dave schofield michael beck and and the podcasting manager brian anthony davis since they all got together and, and just started you know, brainstorming and how, how to bring you the best and and most steelers content out there and i think that's what, what we're, we're they're doing uh, a good job of so please check all those out and, and you can check those shows out on audio platforms after the fact, on any audio platform that you choose, anywhere you want to find a, a podcast, you can find our stuff. We have those shows, and we also have audio-only shows, such as um, 
the uh, uh, live mic, Let's Ride, the Stat Geek, the Curtain Call. Jeffrey Benedict has a show coming out soon. Um, if I missed any, uh, I, I'm sure there's more. I always say that. Yeah, there's plenty. There's, we have so many shows, so please check them out. And uh, check out Behind the Silk Curtain, the website. We're bringing you news, commentary, film breakdown, uh, all the coverage in the world you're ever going to need on, on game day. And speaking of game day, Thursday night, the Steelers defeated the Cowboys 16-3 to in the annual Hall of Fame game, a game that was supposed to take place in 2020, but it had to be put on hold as all of the preseason ones last year due to the pandemic. But it was nice to see some football last night and before a packed crowd. So we're going to be talking about that. And before I get to that, I want to welcome everybody to the live chat, as I normally do. Sean Manahan, George, George Teston, Stacey Lynn, Jared Devil, Brian Brown, Steeler Chick 46, who was the first one here. I think that was the second week in a row. I could be wrong, but let's see who else. Mark Davison. Good day, mates, he says. He's the legendary Mark Davison. Cree X. Danny Owen, Steelers Pittsburgh. So welcome, everybody. And I hope to have a fun and informative show for you this Friday. So let's talk about that game. The 16-3 victory over the Cowboys, the preseason opener, the, the, the lid lifter. And uh, my opinion on the game was that was your typical preseason game. I mean, it didn't really blow me away um, as far as the, the performances, but it, these games hardly ever do. I, I kind of joked on Twitter on Thursday towards the end of the game that if they were making a a fictional pre uh, a fictional uh, preseason game for some movie or TV show, the final score would be sixteen and three, because that would be true to life. Because that's what these scores almost always are. I'm pretty sure that I should have researched this, but I, I have a pretty decent memory. The last time Pittsburgh played in the Hall of Fame game back in 2015. The game that Sean Sweesom, uh, his career ended with a torn ACL, by the way. I think that game was 14-3, to if I'm not mistaken. So, uh, you know, preseason is, is rarely, rarely pretty. And you really get, you know, in the last night's game, thir uh, Thursday night's game was no indicate or no um, exception. And, and it, it, was, it was, you know, the play was kind of sloppy, but it wasn't sloppy in terms of penalties just mainly in terms of performance. And that's understandable. You had very few starters on both sides of the ball in the game for either team. Uh, and uh, you had players obviously shuttle, shuttling in and out all, all four quarters. So it's hard to really get rhythm and cohesion and, and anything. And, and as you know, there's no game plan on, on offense or defense and, in most preseason games, except for maybe the dress rehearsal. And even that there really isn't a whole heck of a lot anymore. So, uh, you know, you just have to basically watch individual performances and, and, and base things off of that as much as you can. Even then you have to kind of take a lot of that stuff with a grain of salt, but I was, I was pleased with, with some of the individual performances and, you know, not so pleased with others, but again, it's, it's not something I'm going to, you know, base a, a, final decision on about any of these guys it's too early you know and i thought Najee harris looked looked pretty good in his uh in his debut his, his professional football debut uh seven carries for 22 yards you know not not really productive 
but he ran tough. He ran hard. He moved the pile. Uh, I was actually out watching the game and I was showing some friends the one famous for now famous run that he had, I guess maybe it was his first carry or second carrier. It was the first down carry. I think it was for six yards and he, and he pushed the pile and that was a, uh, pretty cool to see because that was one thing that they were missing last year is, is the the ability to do such things on running plays. It seemed like they were, they were uh, more passive than, than they were aggressive on, on running plays in 2020. And that was a big part of why their offense kind of faltered down the stretch and it became more, mostly a, a short passing offense by the end of last year. So it was nice to see. And I'm not going to lie. Um, when it came to Najee, I was looking forward to his debut for months. I, I just couldn't wait to see this guy in action. <laughs> I don't know what happened. The closer we got to the game, we got to Thursday night's kickoff, the more hesitant I got to, for him to even play, even though, you know, uh, obviously I'm not, I'm, <laughs> I'm not paying his salary or anything, but as a fan, I didn't want to see him get hurt because I think he's, and I'm not the first person to say this, but I think he might be the most important draft pick for their offense, at least in terms of offense, since maybe Marquise Pouncey came along uh, in 2010. I think he's really that important. He could be that important for them this year. And, and he's, and I think he's head and shoulders above any running back that they have. And I think they have big plans for him as far as being a three down running back, mostly um, in their offense. So I think he, he has uh they have big plans for him. So I was kind of hesitant, but he's a rookie and you can't let a rookie sit out for four preseason games or three or whatever, you know, you, you play from uh, moving forward. So he has to get action. Um, he has to get touches. He has to get a feel for, for what it's like to play in a professional setting. As Mike Tomlin said in the, uh, to, in a press conference prior to Thursday's game. So it was nice to see him get some work in and, Again, it wasn't anything, you know, uh, that you're going to remember ever. Uh, it was just an ordinary rookie debut, but it was nice to see him out there. And uh, it, was, it was nice to see him running tough. So, And it was also, more than anything else, it was nice to see him getting getting through the game unscathed and, and, and unscathed in terms of uh, injury. So welcome to the NFL, Najee Harris. And before I continue, I just want to want to welcome some more people into the live chat. Shane Giggles, that's a, that's quite the name. Felix, thanks, Mean Joe, Felicia Ballard, one of our uh, our legends, our regulars. So welcome, uh, Team Money, my man Terry. I was hanging out with Terry again Thursday night. We were watching the game off and on uh, while at uh, Walters in uh, Lawrenceville. So welcome to Terry. Thomas Arbuckle, welcome to all the new folks. Let's see, moving forward, continuing on with uh, Thursday's uh, game. Um, as far as the quarterback play, all three quarterbacks, uh, I know a lot of people had hard opinions on these guys on social media and on sports talk radio and wherever else after the game, but I don't think anybody, anyone did anything to separate themselves from the other, from the pack. Uh, Mason Rudolph, I think he looked a lot better or a little bit better than people were giving him credit for, but I think so many people have made up their minds on him as far as what he can be for them, even as a backup quarterback, that he's kind of he's kind of regressed into uh, Landry Jones territory, at least 
when you're talking about public opinion. So, but I think he looked okay. Six and nine for what? 84 yards. He had the, the, the long gainer to chase Claypool, which was a pretty, it was a great uh, catch by Claypool to, to stretch out and, and hold on. And he got hurt on that play a little bit, but he was okay. But, you know, he did drop a pass earlier in the game that, who knows, that might have made Rudolph's numbers look way better than they actually even were. And, I mean, he had a pretty decent passer rating. I think it was 90-plus. So it wasn't a bad game for him. You know, he had to fumble on the uh, the attempted jet sweep. I don't know whose fault that really was. But, you know, he has to do a better job of taking care of the football because he used the quarterbacks. But I, but I think he was he was pretty good. Not great, but not awful either. Not as awful as people – I thought he was, but if you're on team Mason, you're going to take everything that he does and, and blow it up. And if you're anti team Mason, then you're going to take everything he does in the preseason and tear it down. That's just how, that's just the nature of, of the fans. And speaking of which, I know a lot of people were, were super excited to see Dwayne Haskins and I was too. And he looked okay. Um, was he eight for 13, 54 yards, but it was mostly just checkdowns. He didn't really do a lot to show off his arm that, that, perfect throwing motion that Roethlisberger talked about and the ability to, to, to throw it through a car wash without getting it wet. Remember that famous quote back in the summer or it's still the summer earlier in the summer, but uh, you know, he didn't do anything to, to hurt his cause either. You know, he wasn't great, but he wasn't horrible. He was just middle of the road. Um, Josh Dobbs, Josh Dobbs looked okay in his limited playing time. He threw that touchdown pass to Tyler Simmons late in the game. And I thought that was the best pass of the game by any quarterback on either team. I mean, he stood in and he, he stared down a, 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 a blitzer who was coming in untouched and he, and he, and he held his own or held his ground and actually threw a perfect out pass. It was a, it was a perfect pass uh, considering he was uh, about to get leveled and I thought he looked good, but it was only one pass and he didn't really do a whole heck of a lot other than that to, to make anybody um, sit up and take notice. So it was a kind of a, a, uh, a night where all three quarterbacks kind of, kind of held serve as far as their stock, I think, in my opinion, obviously it's my opinion that I'm saying it. So who else's opinion would it be? But um, you know, I, I don't, if you're, if you're going to determine anything based on what happened on Thursday about any of those guys, I think it's, it's it's based solely on your pre preconceived notions about them. So, and it, it, it's easy to see why why backup quarterbacks have a hard time really doing anything spectacular in a preseason because first of all, they're playing with uh, very few starters. Whether you're talking about all pros or just regular old starters, how many play with these guys in, in the preseason? These backups, you know. I mean, last night the entire first of all the line was completely new to begin with as far as starters, essentially. If you're talking about moving Shooks over from right tackle to left tackle. Um, and Kevin Dotson, he did play some last year. I play, actually played a lot, but he's still a, a new starter. So you ba- you basically have a new st- uh, starting offensive line. And if you, if you even if you consider Kendrick Green to be the starter, the rookie from Illinois, he's still new. Uh, but if you, even if you consider him as your starter – you still had four, four backups in there for the new starters. You had, you had Dan Moore playing uh, left tackle, which I thought was actually, I thought he did. Okay. 
you know, the fourth round pick from Texas A&M, I, I kind of tried to watch him as much as I could because I'm fascinated by him for some reason. There's something, there's something about that guy that just fascinates me. Maybe it's, it's the uh, success that Dotson had last year as a fourth round pick. Maybe that's why I'm, uh, I'm, uh, in, kind of invested in him, but it was it was nice to see him uh, get the start and and, uh, and play the arguably the, the most difficult or at least most important position on the line, protecting the quarterback's blind side as a left tackle. So it was a new a new line, and 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 you know Juju didn't play. Um, obviously, Ebron didn't play. Even Fryermuth was out. So you know, and yeah, he had he had uh, Claypool in there, and Claypool. Uh, I think he's going to be a stud, but still you're limited as far as, as far as uh, your starters. And that's just uh, Mason Rudolph. The other two, the other guys, uh, Haskins and Dobbs, they, they had, as far as I can remember, all reserves were in there by the time they got in. So you're judging these guys based on that. And, or you have to factor it. In, you have to factor that in, I should say, when you're judging these guys and you have to factor in, in, the fact that that there's no real game plan in the preseason, you know, they're not, you know, when you when you're talking about a game plan for a for an offensive coordinator, for example, it's not just about um, calling specific plays. It's about calling plays based on what you think will work against uh, what a, what a, a defense is doing as far as their formation, their weak spots, their weak links, and you're building one play off of another. You're 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 you're, you're um. You're trying to uh, find a rhythm. You're trying to find cohesion, and you really don't get a whole lot of that when it comes to to preseason football. It's it's mainly about what the the coaches want to see as far as individual players, not so much as what what they want to see as far as what could work to beat a uh, an opposing defense. So it's hard to really judge co- uh, backup quarterbacks in a preseason game. Um, but you have to, and I don't know if any of these guys are going to really stand out over these next three games, but, um, it's going to be interesting to see if one, if one does, and if he does stand out, whether it's Rudolph or, or, or Haskins or even Dobbs, if that factors into the coach's decision, as far as who's going to be the backup in 2021, who's going to get cut. I think we all assume Rudolph's going to make the team. But is he going to make the team and be the third stringer? Or is he going to make the team and be the backup? Uh, or is Haskins going to going to take his job and, and be the back and be the, the number two based on performance and pedigree? Because we have to factor that in. He's a first round pick. You know that that means a lot, especially early in a player's career. Um, coaches might say, you know, they don't they don't evaluate these guys. They don't weigh in their draft status. But come on, they you know that they do. I mean, first round picks get get more chances than undrafted free agents for a reason, you know. So to to sum that up, I think the I don't think any of the quarterbacks were great or horrible. They were just in between. So as far as the defense, um, to echo the sentiments of many, the inside linebackers looked pretty. Bad, with the exception of Buddy Johnson, the uh, rookie fourth-round pick from Texas A&M, especially in pass coverage. I'm talking about the the ones who didn't show out. Robert Spillane, UG3, Marcus Allen. But you have to remember, you know, there's a reason why the defense looked 
suspect after Ryan Chazier got hurt. And there's a reason why they were so aggressive two years ago in trading up and, and, and drafting Devin Bush in the top in, with the 10th pick of the 2019 NFL draft. And that's because an inside linebacker of that caliber makes such a big difference for, for a defense, especially in the middle of the field. They, they, they do so much of the heavy lifting. And, you know, when you're talking about decent um, sort of underdog players, the, the, the lunch pail type players, which is like what a Robert Spillane represents that blue collar guy. I'm actually reading Bill Cowher's uh, book right now as, as uh, you know, throughout the week I've been, I've been reading it. It's a really, really good book, by the way. And he was that kind of player. He was like a Robert Spillane kind of, kind of player, undrafted free agent. And he had to basically, you know, absorb the playbook and, and rely on his, on his uh, instincts to try to, you know, make up for his lack of uh, overall natural talent. So, but he could, but Bill Cowher was never going to be the, the best linebacker on his team. He might, might've been the most versatile. He could play all the positions, but he was never going to be the best one. So, when you when you're talking about a team defense, you know if you're if you're in there and Robert Spillane and, and and Allen and those guys, they were in there without you know Minka Fitzpatrick, obviously T.J. Watt, arguably the best defensive player in the NFL right now. Cam Hayward, um, I don't think two have played. He didn't play, did he? So, you know, you're without all those players that would pick up a lot of a lot of especially Devin Bush in the middle of the field that would pick up a lot of the slack and do a lot of the heavy lifting. And if you're at one of those kind of blue collar lunch pill defenders, you can just excel at what you do best. Like we saw for many years with, with, with uh, Vince Williams, he was so much better when he was alongside or Shazier or even a Timmons because th- those guys were such, so athletic and they allowed a thumper like Williams to do his thing, which was, you know, playing the run and, and the last few years getting after the quarterback. So, you know, it's hard to evaluate a Spillane or, or you, even a UG three, Although I think he has to, that guy has to show out eventually because, you know, people keep talking about how how great of an athlete he is, but he really hasn't done a whole heck of a lot up to this point. He's been hit, hurt a lot, and maybe there was a reason why he was a sixth round pick. So, but the one defender, well, one of the defenders I, I want to really talk about, I'm excited about, like a lot of other people, is Alex Highsmith. I couldn't wait to see this guy in action because I wanted to see how far he he came. Uh, in his second year that and it, it's still obviously incredibly incredibly early at this point but you know we, we heard so much so much gr- so many great things about him in training camp about how he was the he was uh, relentless and the last one off the field and you know we, we read the stories about how he, he changed his body in the offseason he, he added muscle and lost fat and he looked a little bit different so I was uh I was anxious to see him in action. I was not disappointed. I mean, I wasn't like blown away, you know. Uh, but you know, he recorded a sack on, on a great spin move. He had a couple of uh, pressures, a couple of, uh, tackles for loss, and yes, he was going up against uh, second and third stringers. Right? That's that's no question about that. But you know. He's projected to be a starter in 2021, and you want to see a guy like that dominate against uh, quote-unquote lesser competition, and that's what basically defined his college career. He was a walk-on at Charlotte, which was is never going to be a school that's known for a uh, 
known, you know, as a, as a juggernaut, as a powerhouse. And he walked on and eventually became an all American. And, 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 and he just dominated everybody that went up against him. He, you know, he played against Clemson and the coach did nothing. The opposing coach did nothing but talk about him, how they had to account for him. So you want to see a player like that dominate uh, lesser competition. And I think we saw that with Ty Smith and, and uh, I'm really, really, the more I think about this guy and the more I, I read about him and I just, I think he's, I'm not saying he's going to be at Bud Dupree's level uh, 2019, 2020 just yet, but I think he's going to be a, a really, really good player for them uh, sooner than we, than maybe we even realized. And I think starting in 2021, he's going to be, he's going to really um, be a good uh, defender for them. So. On that note, I will close out the first half of the show at the 22:37 mark. I always say that to remind myself, uh, to so I can remind Brian, you know, so we we know where we're at in the show for editing purposes. But I, uh, if you're if you're watching live on YouTube or Facebook, please don't go anywhere. I'm going to be right back. And if you're listening on the audio platform, after the fact. I thank you for listening to, to part one, but please come back and download part two of this episode of Steelers Friday Night Six Pack. It's time for today's Lucky Land Horoscope with Victoria Cash. Life's gotten mundane. So shake up the daily routine and be adventurous with a trip to Lucky Land. You know what they say, your chance to win starts with a spin. So go to LuckyLandSlots.com to play over 100 social casino-style games for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Get lucky today at LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. Laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. It's time for today's Lucky Land Horoscope with Victoria Cash. Life's gotten mundane, so shake up the daily routine and be adventurous with a trip to Lucky Land. You know what they say, your chance to win starts with a spin. So go to LuckyLandSlots.com to play over 100 social casino-style games for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Get lucky today at LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car, before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.